Hi, I'm Curtis Herbert. I'm Alice Zhao. And I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly. And this is Independence, a show where the three of us talk about our efforts to survive in the App Store. And really, I, I think it's just an episode of Survivor for who stays afloat the longest. Because <laughs> that's the goal of being indie. I mean, you're just really trying to stay afloat. We, we don't have big goals here. We, we just kind of... Fair enough. Yeah, we want to... <laughs> but anyway, no, so so part of staying afloat is, you know, you're, we have our indie projects that we're always working on. And, and one thing that has been occurring to me more and more recently is... When do you consider it done? And I think the three of us have a similar-ish approach here that we'll get into. But really what triggered this was, I, as of recording, I have a pending dev release of a major rewrite to my watch app. A lot of new stuff in there that I've been wanting to get out forever and the watch can finally do. And now I'm kind of looking at my my backlog and going, okay, what's next? And I want to keep working on slopes. It's my baby. It's my project. But... You know, you can work on this stuff forever. <laughs> you know, an artist eventually has to say, yes, the painting is done. And that's what I kind of wanted to dive into today. So I, I get the impression that you two fall in a similar camp to me. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you're not the underscore David Smiths. You're not trying to launch 80 apps and going for the breadth approach. You two dive deeper on your apps, right? I think I originally wanted to be like David Smith. Not that I knew David Smith back then. <laughs> But I think the original idea was we just copy paste or something like that and like just conquer but with by sheer number of apps. And, and in essence, we did it, but through languages. But I think originally when we started out, we wanted to do a whole bunch. Uh, we just ended up down this road and haven't haven't quite left. <laughs> well, a whole bunch of app types or yeah, yeah. more. I, mean, we, oh, okay. I can't say we have a whole lot of ideas, but I think that was the original idea was that this is what we would do is just do a whole bunch of apps and see what sticks. Mm. It just happened that this one stuck immediately. I mean, I have three apps technically. GifRapt is by far the most used and most popular of all of the apps that I create. But I do have I do have a couple of others. One is literally called Other. and <laughs> You never talk about them, though. That is true. Uh, no, I don't, because they don't, like, despite the fact that, they, uh, that they're, like, there's something that I'm, you know, theoretically working on, I don't spend as much time working on them because they don't make as much money. They don't, like, they don't have the user base that GifRapt has. GifRapt is by far, by far, like, ten times more popular and, like, whatever, then the next closest app, which is probably Progressions, which was my first app, which still exists. But I, I mean, I think I don't think I would consider myself in the same camp as David Smith, mostly because that guy <laughs> is basically a machine. <laughs> well, he's calmed down a little as of late. I think he's down to one app a year. Yeah. He he's oh not goodness. quite as like a dozen apps a year that he used yeah. to be. I, it's it's a difficult thing. Like it's a difficult thing to manage multiple apps and like figure out the time that you spend on yeah. each one, especially when like you have like you might have a favorite project that you want to spend all your time on, but it doesn't make the money. Mm -hmm. I mean, in my case, GifRapt is the one that I enjoy the working on the most and it's the one that that makes, you know, the most money out of the three projects that i work on but like I, I like working on some of the other projects other which uh is you know the worst named app in of all time <laughs> is uh you know it's nice and simple to work on like it's got a because it's relatively new and it's kind of it was never in objective c was always a swift app and so, like it was kind of my app to like figure out the swift ecosystem and it just kind of it feels kind of clean to go into it and it feels it feels kind of light and it's kind of nice that way but it's hard to like determine how much time to spend on each thing yeah i can't imagine having what is it how many he has 
30 something apps you said oh he originally had i think over 100 or something but he's called it down to i I think he had like 12 (laughs) real like what you would consider real apps and a lot of the other ones were just experiments out there to kind of (laughs) test the water yeah i mean he's created everything from like workout apps to podcast apps to i think a recipe app and an emoji keyboard yeah just to name the ones that i'm aware of they're so vastly different <laughs> yeah you know, i like his approach he, he finds a new api like he got into the fitness apps because of the pedometer api mm-hmm. from what i recall uh of the stories that you know he saw a new api and he wanted to work on that and you know as an engineer that's certainly fun so okay jelly you're you're the most uh prolific different <laughs> here yes you're the closest we have to an underscore um what made you start other as opposed to because at the it sounds like at the time you started other gif wrapped was already a thing i'm assuming it was already seeing some success so what made you say hey i want to work on a second app uh i mean i'm always looking for new things to try i mean i don't necessarily hugely like doing new things but if I've got a problem, I will try to like I'll try to find a way to fix it. It's that's always been my nature, mm-hmm. and in a lot of occasions, my attempt these days is to write an app for that. Other is a messaging app. The idea is that it just it just basically gives me pre canned text that I can send to my wife. It literally only sends texts to one person. That's the whole point. I was using for a long time Fast Text by renowned. App developer Casey Liss. <laughs> and our BFFs. <laughs> but that died. Um, somebody kicked it to death. And uh, so you know, I, I decided to write an app to fix that. And it was it was basic. Like the whole thing was basic. And I released it as open source because I was like, I'll probably never actually do anything with this. So on the flip side of that, Alice, what's kept you and Yano from exploring the idea of the other apps that you kind of set sail to do? Oh, We've been stuck. That's why <laughs> we thought we're basically following the growth of Gus on the go. So we thought, you know, we're just going to chase this money train, not really a money train, but <laughs> well, you guys, you two saw some success in the first two or three years from what I remember. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt like it was really growing. And so we thought we were following that trend and then we actually were about to start on something or wanted to start on something and then kind of got hit by Apple sideways on (laughs) in the fall so i'm actually trying to build this into our next dev cycle because we're about to start with a new app even though it's a kind of a rewrite um, of the first two um, i want to make sure that we don't feel as burned out as we did and that right when we release the mvp we're going to take some time off to work on something fun that's when we'll explore those other avenues But I think part of it is also I want to be able to reuse code as much as possible. So like I think part of it really is not they're not going to be as diverse as David Smith's apps. Mm -hmm. I'd like to actually just take parts of fun parts of the new Gus on the Go app and try to see if I can create like singular apps out of it. I think that's another thing that is seems to be easier to sell to parents like when you're able to. Let's say, for example, I have like a weather, a weather lesson. And if I pull that out and try to create a singular like weather app, not like actually telling forecasting weather app, but like to just have kids play with the weather. Like, I think that's easier to be like play with this weather app. And it's not necessarily language related. Mm, You're still educational. Yeah. 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 More focused apt than, say, language learning, which takes a long time (laughs) to get through. 
But then Apple's going to banhammer you and say all your apps have to come together to form one giant encyclopedia. <laughs> I mean that's not that's not true. I know. Don't tease. I, know. Yeah. I won't get you started. Uh. Yeah. So I I think part of my struggle where you're saying you know take a break and work on something fun is for me my brain tends to work in terms of how can I do fun things within slopes. Like one of the things mm-hmm. I really want to play with just for the heck of it is AR Kit. And, you know, I think it would be really cool to be able to take the 3D rendering of your day and do that in slopes. And just all of a sudden you're looking in the real world and there's your mountain, uh, you know, Google Earth style. I thought you built this already. Uh, I prototyped it. All right. I didn't get get all the way down the rabbit hole of placing things in AR kit. That's a little bit of fun. Uh, And I just didn't have the time for it. But I guess I feel so consumed by slopes nowadays that I, I my brain just doesn't go elsewhere for engineering fun anymore it's all in there and i'm worried about how much uh, i haven't hit scope creep yet uh but that's certainly something i'm worried about it you know this is a project that's been going on since 2013 so how how do you two deal with when you're you're so focused on a singular app and jelly i'll put you in that camp because you know most of your time is still on gif wrapped how do you avoid working on something for years and years and years without bloat I I think it comes down to the way that I manage my like just manage what I choose to work on. I'm not suggesting that the way that I do things is the correct way and I should say like I have definitely like added features that I've regretted adding and then had to like consider removing them but at the end of the day the whole my whole approach is like am I going to be able to work on this am I going to be able to f- dedicate time to it um, mm-hmm. down the track and my overarching goal with GIFRAT especially in the last year or two has been to simplify as much as possible and that doesn't necessarily mean like removing all the features but just to make it easier for me to maintain so I can like take some time off and work on other things like I don't want to I don't want to be working mm. on GIFRAT for my entire life and I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that you probably don't want to be working on slopes for your entire life, <laughs> but without making it so that GIFRAP can continue potentially without too much. Like I'd like it to be able to get to the point where GIFRAP can go for a year without an update, and it's okay. Like it doesn't like that's that would be fine. It would probably wouldn't happen, but if it could, then that would mean that I would be able to take time off and do other things. So my approach when I get new features is how long is this going to take me? Is this going to take me a year to to do? And then on top of that, like, am I going to have to like continually deal with this? Like, is this going to cause me issues later on in the cycle? Which sometimes just comes down to whether or not I will actually enjoy working on it. Like Mm -hmm. there are features that have been requested that I just, I don't care for. It's not that they're not good ideas or that like they don't fit within gift wrapped. It's just like, they don't sound like my cup of tea and that's fine. If it was an app that was being worked on by a team, I'd probably approach it. But given that I've got to work on it myself, I'm not going to. Yeah, localization was a big one for me in that park. I suffered from burnout trying to do it. And I realized I maintaining this long term is going to kill me Yeah, um, as a single dev. So uh, yeah, that was hard because it seems like you're changing your UI or at least the text in there a lot. So you'd have to go through this translation process every time. Right? Yeah, let alone A-B testing and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Well, so Alice, I guess with Gus on the go... You and Yano kind of got a massive reset, not of your own free will, from Apple that kind of prevented, I guess, some of this struggle. Like, I felt like you two were really just getting Gus on the go 
to a good feature point, and then Apple came along and said, hey, we need this all in one app. And you've kind of had to reset everything for your 2.0, your 3.0 at this point. Yeah, and I think that's actually what we did for the 2.0 back in 2016. Uh, we, We actually were like, well, let's experiment with a whole new SKU and just make it uh, freemium. Like, so we chose to actually not increase the feature set. We, we just actually rewrote and redid the entire thing with grammar. We, yeah, we did kind of avoid the whole feature creep because we just created a new one. <laughs> and again, we're going to burn it all that. down. Uh, burn it all down, but still make money while, even while you're burnt down. <laughs> so in essence, this third round, we're kind of going to scrap all that. But this one should be more feature heavy just because it almost needs to be because it's the third incarnation and it has to be better. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we'll probably be hitting that soon, too, in terms of figuring out like what is how do we cap that feature creep? But kind of going off of Jelly's um, thoughts, though, I kind of also want to make sure that we get it to a point for the MVP and then do the t- take time off to kind of work on something else. And then if we feel like it has potential and it's worth continuing then going back into it and adding more content and features. But I want to be able to kind of like do it in chunks like this because it's just so hard to have such a long dev cycle. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, dev cycles and, that was a big thing with Slopes 1.0. Like I got something out in you know a handful of months compared to a year or two just to test the water and then kind of took it easy because my first couple seasons weren't that big and I couldn't justify the time. Mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm. I'm struggling more now because... I mean, at this point, Slopes is full time for me. So I could, in theory, justify spending all my time on it and it continues to grow. But I'm certainly mm-hmm. worried about, you know, Alice, you two fell into the trap of like, hey, this is working. And then it stopped yeah. working. And I think the business model for Slopes is built reasonably resilient to that, you know, aside from global warming. But <laughs> it, it, it's, something, it's not going to happen yeah. for a while. <laughs> it, it's something that I'm worried about. You know, I could spend all my time on this, but should I? And what impact that'll have on my product? Like I've tried to pull, you know, I'm not getting resets from Apple, but I'm I'm trying to pull kind of a jelly of simplifying. And one of the big features going into last November was redoing one of the oldest screens there and just trying to simplify everything for my users. And it looked like a brand new Mm. screen. And it certainly had some new features, but it wasn't just tacking on a bunch of new stuff. It was just, hey, let's rework this four-year-old screen and make it nicer for users, Uh, which I appreciated taking the time to do some polish. But that's still in a form scope creep. I'm still working on something that technically already had a screen that worked. I don't necessarily feel like that scope creep. Like revisiting screens that technically work is totally fine i'm personally working on a ui update for gif wrapped and technically the ui for gif wrapped is completely fine like there's nothing there's no real reason to change it (laughs) but by revisiting stuff you can apply lessons that you didn't like you hadn't learned yet the first time around you can revisit some things that you maybe hadn't considered in the first like the first try it's not like going back and trying things again isn't necessarily scope creep or wrong but what i would define as scope creep is like if you start like piling stuff on just because it's asked for or because you feel like it fits and then you start to end up with all of this stuff and it's just you know slopes ends up looking less like a cat and more like a three-legged elephant donkey (laughs) on a snowboard riding up a hill into the sun in ar (laughs) that might be a problem yeah i i guess i use the term scope creep a little bit inappropriately there i'm looking at it more 
in terms of I have a product that could be considered done. And I, I for the record, mm-hmm. I don't consider it done. There's a lot more I want to do. But that's the hard line to draw of this is something that in theory I could keep on the app store in maintenance mode at this point. Mm. And my users love it. It's reasonably feature complete. But I still have a laundry list of things I want to do. And when do you say it's done? You know, a painter might not be happy perfectly with the painting, but eventually they have to say, yeah, it's done. And I'm not going to obsess over it anymore. Well, I think it also depends on like, what is your goal? Is is it to keep it yours forever? And if it's about my you precious, know, <laughs> do you want to sell it someday? Then that's a totally different. It's no longer a masterpiece. You, you're going to want to get it to a point where you're like, oh, I've got millions of users. Yeah, now. And, and, and then that becomes what you're chasing after rather than it's done. Right. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah, I guess my personality with this is, you know, it's my baby and I just want to see it last as long as it can and grow to be as big as I feel comfortable making it. I I don't know what the end game is there, but it's certainly not selling. Um, Here's where I know you're not a parent because as a parent, you would say your job is never done. (laughs) 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 But that that is the core of what I'm trying to talk about here, though, is like at least me personally, I feel like my job is never done with my app. There's always stuff I want to add. And it's a hard balance of that versus maximizing my chances of living in the app store is diversifying my app base. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think one of the things to keep in mind is for a while I worked with a design agency that had, was originally born like out of like being a print, like doing print design and doing that sort of like, you know, the old school kind of design stuff, mm-hmm. that, you know, that was is relatively traditional in this case, I guess. And a few years before I joined them, they had kind of started moving into like a software space and doing like web design and stuff because that's, you know, that's all the all the rage or whatever. And one of the things that I found with um, with them was that they struggled with the concept of like software isn't finished. No, at no point can you say you can you put a stamp on it and say that's done. It's going to have no more problems. It's like it can go out. It can, you know, that's it. We're, we're never going to have to look at this again. When they designed, when you design a poster, it's got to be done at some point because you're going to have to print it, you're going to have mm. to put it up, and then it's like, like that's it. Like you can't touch it again. It's just not possible. Software, software tends to be living, and it's hard to say that, like you know, to put a time, an end time on something like that, where like you're going to say, okay, well that's it. Like theoretically, I'm going to kill this now. Um, because as soon as you do kill it, suddenly it beca- it it kind of dies. Like you just have to look at recently. Everybody got up in a fuss about the fact that Twitter killed off their Mac app. Right. And the Mac app died ages ago. It died when they bought Tweety. I mean, let's be let's honest. Be honest. <laughs> but it died a long time ago. And yeah. not everybody loved that app. You know, that's fine. That's okay. But the people who did didn't like the fact that it died. Like the fact that it's, and it's not that it right. stopped working. Like it was still a functional Twitter application for a long time, but it didn't grow. And growth in a living thing is basically how you define it not being dead. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like with software, like you can't you can't define it by the fact that it's going to be like finished and never have to touch it again because you're probably going to have to. Like there are bugs, there are things that you have to deal with. No, oh, but that's I think a sliding scale. Like it's yeah, you're right that growth is expected for software, and that's how people kind of evaluate the health of software. I know looking at two of my competitors, they really haven't updated much in the last year. So I'm wondering if what's going on over there. But I think there's a sliding scale there. You know, there's anything from full death to maintenance mode 
to I'm still spending mm-hmm. 30% of my year adding new features and focusing 70% of my effort elsewhere, all the way up to where I am and where I kind of want to be, but might not be healthy, is I am 100% dedicated to this app and growing it in new features. And that's, I'm trying to find a, a point on that scale more than an extreme, I think. I don't know. I feel like if you're happy, like if you're happy with where you are, that you're spending 100% of your time on slopes, then that's fine. Like you should go ahead and do that. It's making you money. It's paying the bills. It's doing great. You should you should focus on that. But if it comes to a point where you uh, you want to work on other things, then you should start to think about that in terms of I want to work on other stuff. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you just drop slopes off at the you know at the local mm-hmm. store and just forget about it forever. Mm-hmm. You should still spend time on it and keep making sure that it doesn't stop sure. living. But at the same time it's totally fine to work on other things. It's totally fine to like decide to go out and do something that isn't that. Like you're, you're not just into snowboarding, you're into games and stuff like that. Maybe at some point you want to make something related to, mm-hmm. I don't know, D&D or one of the, like, you know, whatever, you know. And it doesn't have to have anything to do with slopes. It's just what you want to work on next. And that's totally fine too. I think right. that's fine. Well, I, I, I guess the real question there then is, how much do you to allocate time, if at all, to opening yourself up for the possibility of secondary or tertiary apps? You know, right now, I don't carve out any time to even brainstorm the kind of apps I might want to work on next. It's all creatively focused on slopes. Do you to carve out any time to kind of explore those opportunities to at least get a list of ones that if you get the itch to work on something new, that you'll explore that? I don't know if I carve out time, but like, if something comes to me, I actually feel like I have to get it out of my head. So I might mm. like sketch some stuff out or send Yano a long, super long brain dump email, but um, I'll at least get out of my system in some, some respect. And then, then we're like, uh, we'll, we'll curb it for another time. But I don't sit down and like figure out a time to think about it until my interest is like, I'm like, oh, all right, I really need to work on it now. Okay. Like I think okay. that maybe that's a little more dangerous because I, I I work on my gut instinct, and that's the beauty of being uh, an indie that you can kind of chase after those rabbits <laughs> a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. But uh, sometimes I don't follow a real hard deadline. I just go with whatever is interesting me at the moment. So if it's social media, then I'm like, I'll spend a whole lot of time doing that. Or or if it's like thinking about another app, I'll I'll allow myself to do. But I don't schedule that if that makes sense like i'm not saying okay i need like 10 percent of my time to do this i don't really feel like you can schedule creative time unless you're already like working on a project if you're writing a book it's probably a good idea to schedule some time to actually work on that book but until you have the idea for the book you're not going to sit down at a computer and I mean, you might, but I certainly wouldn't <laughs> sit down with a blank piece of paper and just go, "I will write a book. I will write a book." I feel like it's not gonna, it's not gonna do any good. Yeah, it doesn't. It never happens for me. Yep. I, like the pro- my projects are all similar to you, Alice, born out of an idea that I've had in a moment. Like you know, I create something because I was like, "Oh, I should do this," and then suddenly it becomes like it becomes a focus. And mm-hmm. it's not so much that I schedule the time for that. Like, I don't, like, it's not like I can plan, like, when a thing is going to come into my brain, but I mm-hmm. I allow it, I guess, is more the yeah, case. Exactly. I've made more of an attempt recently to um, start moving towards a simplified uh, app simply because 
more simplification means that I have more time to allow those things to happen. And it's got nothing to do mm-hmm. with whether or not I want to continue to work on GIF wrapped. Maybe I will. Maybe it'll be the only thing that I ever do for the next 40 years. But God, that's a long time. GIF wrap VR. <laughs> <laughs> People are still using GIFs in 40 years. That'd be amazing. <laughs> hey, they just added it to Instagram stories. So <laughs> oh, did they? yeah, GIFs are, GIFs are still a thing. Oh boy. But the, like, I think the thing is, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm going to allow those things to happen, and that's just part of being somebody yeah. that's creative. Let alone being somebody that's independent. The fact that you're independent means you do have that option. And if anything, Curtis, what you should right. be opening yourself up to is, if I have an idea for something that I want to work on, it's totally fine for me to spend the next three days brainstorming and working on it, and completely like neglecting s- slopes based on the fact that I I have this idea and I just want to I just want to explore it. Yeah, I guess that's the permission I need to give myself because right now seeing the growth pattern of slopes and seeing the fact that hey, I might be able to hire an Android dev at some point and get this going on Android and do all these things. You know, I certainly feel the pressure to keep focusing on slopes while I keep 2 to 3xing it, like keep that curve going and see how big I can make this. You can do both. Yeah. Yeah, I guess three days off doesn't really kill I mean, anyone. I mean, think, think about this. <laughs> think about how you went independent. Did, did you spend time thinking about being independent and let yourself, like, move into, you know, create, working on something s- called slopes while you were still working? If I remember, the answer is yes, that you, yeah. you were working on slopes while you were working, and it didn't take a... I mean, it didn't really take away from the fact that you were working and it didn't really kind of occupy like so much space that you couldn't do work as well. You've basically got to do the same thing, except the fact that you're independent means that if you want to, you can reduce the amount of time that you work on slopes yeah. mm-hmm. on your main thing in order to focus on the other thing as well. That's the benefit of being yeah. independent. No, you're right. That is the huge benefit. I- I'm just stuck up on the, it's a large balancing act. And it feels like I, at this point, I'm responsible for a product that's making maybe not this year, but maybe this year, six figures. And now that's also my baby. And there's a lot of vested interest in that. And it's not just like, oh, I have a boring job job and I want to be able to do something else. You know, I'm doing what I love and then finding opportunity to have more things to love. I don't know. That's that's the weird trade off of being indie is, you know, being in your own destiny second-guessing yourself all the time and all the other things that we talked about you shouldn't do as an indie. Uh, but we all suffer from it. So you're not alone, <laughs> dear listener. <laughs> I think as long as you're not bored, like Jelly was saying. Yeah. Like, you're clearly yeah. loving every minute of it. Well, I mean, there's a lot of trig involved. There's a lot of trig. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not dreading working on it. And yeah, I think yeah. that's the key. When you start yeah. to feel the dread, I think that's when your mind will start to wander and you will give yourself the 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 time to think about other things if it comes along so yeah i guess that's the encouraging part my mind doesn't wander that much on it so yeah that's a good thing that's too fine. <laughs> yeah it's like i said like you, you shouldn't beat yourself up about it i don't feel like it's a bad thing to be focused on the thing that you're doing if you're focused on the thing that you're doing that's great i mean don't let it take away from like time that you spend with your family etc because that might start to become a problem in other ways like you should still get out of the house and stuff <laughs> That requires pants. 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 Oh. The shackles oh. that keep humans pants. down. <laughs> I, I just, 
I don't know. I don't don't beat yourself up about like the fact that you're focused on something. But also, well, I, I'm not beating myself up. But it's well, just wanting no, to make sure I'm like, exploring opportunities when I should. You, you shouldn't feel bad. Like is all I'm saying. You shouldn't feel bad mm. that you're focused and that you're enjoying the thing that you do. You should also not feel bad if you are not enjoying the thing that you do and you feel you feel obliged to explore other options. There's nothing inherently bad about doing either of those things. It's very normal. It's like and it's part of being human and I don't think I don't think you should feel bad for either focusing or not focusing. It's what you choose to focus on and whether or not that starts to become an unhealthy balance that is mm-hmm. the problem. And I would only class it as unhealthy if you're going into like if you if you end up like spending too much time at work or you know you, you become a workaholic or yeah. it, it's you know it, you oh start that's a whole to, other like, episode but you know what you know what i mean <laughs> no i get what you're yeah. saying yeah, yeah 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 well that back half certainly turned into more of a therapy session for curtis than i think <laughs> i originally intended but it's just something i'm trying to be mindful of as of late and making sure i'm not squandering the indie opportunity because there's more than one way to do it so uh glad we could talk through it though thank you I feel a lot better. I'll get off the couch now. So if you would like to get in touch with us, you can do so uh, on the handy dandy website, independence.fm slash contact, or send us an email to uh, hello at independence.fm. We do appreciate those of you who have been reaching out. It's nice to hear from you. If you'd like to talk to us individually, you can do so on the Twitter. You can find me there as at parrots. That's the plural of the bird. I'm eat a duck I must. And I am jelly bean soup. Thanks for listening, y'all, and we'll talk to you again in two weeks. Bye.